Hey everyone, thanks for coming to listen to the Mill Spec Believer podcast. I know there's lots of other podcasts you can listen to, so I appreciate you coming to listen to something that's hopefully going to encourage you in your walk with the Lord and encourage you to be bold in your faith. Excited to get into today's episode, uh, talking about comfort zones. And uh, before I get into that, if you want to connect with me on Instagram or Facebook, I'd love that just to touch base and have words of encouragement for one another as believers is huge. Working together as the body of Christ. And uh, also, if you guys just have anything you want to hear on the podcast, um, I definitely want to you know, tailor the podcast to things you're going through or things that you have questions about. So hit me up, and I'm excited to connect with you. All right, so comfort zones. Uh, there's lots of things that we talk about on here that are involving getting out of your comfort zone, right? Like we, we talk about selection. We talk about, you know, some of the detailed aspects of being a JTAC and kind of the stress factors that come with that, that push you out of your comfort zone. Um, but today I kind of want to focus on an example of when I was over in Korea. I was there like 2017, 2018. And, um, while I was there, it was, you know, around the time of the Kim and uh, Trump talks, and so uh, it was a little crazy there for a minute. We weren't sure if uh, the flag was going to go up and something was going to go down, but ended up just being a lot of training exercises. Um, and for me, like I was a new JTAC at the time, so I had gotten my JTAC qualification and I got tasked for the little Korean tour. So I didn't mind. I was excited just to go over there and get some more experience and ended up getting to control as a JTAC a lot, just a lot of training missions, a lot of FMPs, full mission profiles, um, to get under my belt and just kind of feel more comfortable as a JTAC. So anyways, one of the most fun experiences I had over there, um, exercise wise was we were tying into, uh, a Korean JTAC group and, uh, some Korean pilots, and it was a big American Korean joint exercise. And we did everything with the JTACs and the pilots. We integrated a lot. We did pre briefs before every mission. We would run a training mission and then we'd come debrief. And it was really, really awesome training. It was different. You know, like I, I was working with a translator. Uh, the Koreans I was working with, like, knew English and could speak English, but it wasn't obviously their primary language. Um, it is required whenever you're doing, like, JTAC-type stuff over the radio that it's in English. That's one of the requirements uh, laid out in the JTAC MOA. And anyways... They knew English, but there still was a translator there just to kind of, as we got into the nitty gritty details of JTACing and close air support, like there definitely needed to be a translator there to kind of relay what we were trying to attack. Uh, so, like I said, good training. Uh, the, the biggest thing that kind of came out of it, biggest limb fact I would say was it was a lack of experience. Maybe it was lack of experience on the pilot side of things, uh, lack of trust. Uh, they had one kind of limb fact that really slowed things down for us from an execution standpoint. And as a JTAC, whenever you are on a mission, when aircraft start checking in and, and showing up to the battlefield, 
you have what's called the stack, and that's just any airspace associated to uh, your area of operations and, and where you're at and the mission you're running. And so as the JTAC, you maintain that stack, which means you're responsible for deconflicting any aircraft that are above your head, right? So uh, there's different methods to do that. You have um, kind of your three main methods would be timing. So, you know, offsetting who's uh, showing up for what different parts of the mission. So obviously if they're not there at the same time, then they're deconflicted. Um, if they are there at the same time, then you have two other methods, which would be altitude. So the pilots are flying at different altitudes, so they don't run into each other. And then lateral. So the pilots are flying in different areas that you've given them and said, Hey, hang out over here. So you don't hit each other. All right. So those are the three main methods. And as a JTAC, like that's pretty easy, you know, like when you're dealing with one or two aircraft, but as things kind of, the stack gets bigger, um, you have a lot of aircraft that you're keeping track of and trying to maintain. And, you know, that can be stressful, but the biggest limb fact that the Koreans had was they were not comfortable doing altitude deconfliction. So they would separate themselves by time um, and then they would offset themselves laterally so they wouldn't hit each other, but they were not comfortable flying over top of each other. And we really were pushing throughout the exercise by the end of it to have them be comfortable with it, but it was just something that they were not willing to do. Um, and this, this could have changed, right? Like I said, 2017, 2018, uh, maybe, maybe they've come further since then. I haven't been over there since, so couldn't tell you, maybe someone else could, but uh, they were not comfortable with it at the time. And man, this was such a huge limb fact for us because the airspace itself over there was already pretty congested and pretty constricted. And so you didn't have that much airspace to work with as it was for your mission. And then on top of that to say, hey, we're not comfortable flying on top of each other, like like really just handcuffed you as the JTAC for what assets you could actually use at the same time. And so we ended up not really being able to use two aircraft at the same time, you know, like one aircraft would work, they'd do work for you and they would leave and then the next aircraft would show up and it was still good training and <clears throat> definitely accomplished what we were trying to do, but like they really could have been way more effective in our scenario if they were on station talking to the JTAC both at the same time both able to employ munitions at the same time like that would have been huge right and so all I'm getting at with this is man they were sitting in their comfort zone of we will not fly over top of each other and uh, we had some pretty cool gadgets and stuff to where during the debrief we could pull up a map and and see the airplanes flying on the map and man like it just hurt as the JTAC to look at the map and just be like man like can you guys please just fly on top of each other? Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, man, we just lost a lot of effectiveness because of that. And uh, I think it just ties in really well just to where we're at as Christians and just kind of the handcuffs we put on ourselves by staying in our comfort zones. And this has just kind of been on my heart this week, and so I wanted to share it with you guys Um I just feel like there's three things that are keeping you in your comfort zone. One of three things. Maybe it's multiple. I don't know. Um, and like 
upfront, let me say, like, this is something I struggle with on a daily basis. This is something all Christians struggle with on a daily basis. This isn't something you figure out one day, you know, and then you're, you're good to go. And you can look in the past and be like, man, I, I'm glad I'm out of my comfort zone now forever. <laughs> you know, like that, that's not what the point of this podcast is. The point of this specific podcast is just to kind of highlight what I think is keeping us in our comfort zones and maybe shed some light on, man, like you could be so much more effective if you did X, Y, or Z, you know? So first thing, uh, I've talked a lot about this, uh, just from my personal experience at Fort Stewart and, you know, the four years I was there and I, I didn't share the gospel really hardly at all with anyone. Um, and that was fear of response. You know, I, I think that's the first thing that might be keeping you in your comfort zone, um, is what are these people around me going to say? What's going to be their response to me? Is it going to be positive? Are they going to judge me? Are they going to talk about me behind my back? Am I going to lose their respect because I start talking about Christianity? Um, it's definitely definitely a possibility. Um, <clears throat> I think we can look to Matthew 10, and, and this is Jesus talking. It's just a warning to all Christians and um, something I think we should keep in our heart and just remind ourselves. Jesus says, you will be hated for my namesake. Like that is clear, cut, and dry. Um, there's definitely some false teachers out there within Christianity that'll try to preach a message to you that says, be a Christian, uh, you'll get money, you'll, you'll have uh, a great life if you're a Christian. And there's definitely fulfillment that comes from being a Christian and, and Christ filling your heart. Um, but it's hard. Like there's a lot of negatives in this, uh, in this world. There's a lot of negatives on this side of uh, glory to where right now, like you will be hated, you know, um, and sure, it's going to be amazing when we're in eternity uh, in heaven forever with God and Christ. But right now, it's it's we're not there yet, and you will be hated. Like that is a warning that Jesus does give to his followers. Um, second thing, you know, I think that um, really keeps us in our comfort zones would be a lack of knowledge and experience, right? I think this is kind of what kept the Koreans where they were at, uh, the pilots, you know, like they didn't trust each other to fly on top of each other. Um, and, and in the Christian walk, like if you don't know enough about scripture or if you haven't been a Christian for that long, I can see how it could be like super intimidating, you know, to try to initiate a conversation with somebody and to try to share the gospel with someone or even just drop even a, a hint that you're a Christian and, and fear that someone who's maybe against it knows more about it and can make you look stupid. You know, um, I think there's, there's definitely a lot of people out there who hate God and, and actually know a lot about the Bible and know a lot about religion in order to shut it down. And, you know, that can be intimidating as a Christian to initiate a conversation with someone and, man, you got to have your stuff together in case they start asking you questions. But I think we can look to uh, Paul and Timothy uh, in Paul's letter to Timothy, both first and second Timothy. Uh, there's a theme and, and Paul specifically says like, don't let them look down on you, Timothy, due to your age. Um, and he is encouraging him that 
Like just because you're young doesn't mean you can't be bold and doesn't mean you can't uh, share what's right. And I just want to encourage you guys with that, whether you've been a Christian for 10 years, 20 years, or uh, maybe you just became a Christian recently. The only thing you have to know to share the gospel is the gospel. It's just the fact that Christ died for your sins, that that you're a sinner and that you need his sacrifice in order for you to have a relationship with the Lord. Um, that's all you need to know. Anything past that that someone questions you about, you can you can tell them, hey, I'm, I don't know the answer to that, but I'll get the answer and I'll, I'll get back to you. You know, like you don't have to know everything. And so that's something I've struggled with too, just uh, fear of, of not having the knowledge uh, to answer what people are asking me. But yeah, those are the first two. Uh, I'd say the third, uh, this, this one really creeps in and really can keep us handcuffed to that comfort zone. And, and that's the enjoyment of worldliness. We're human. If we're saved, like we, and we are in Christ, like we still sin, right? We still have sin in our hearts. And, uh, until we get to heaven, we won't be f- without sin. And so, there's still a pull to this world and a pull to enjoy the experiences of this world, even when you're a Christian. And I think we just need to remind ourselves that this is not our home. We, uh, we are here for a purpose. Uh, we are here to bring glory to God and, and the world's going to tell you the opposite of that. It's going to tell you it's all about you. And it's going to tell you that it every day, you are running out of time to enjoy more things for yourself. And it's hard to go against the grain of that. It's hard for our brains to comprehend, but um, I think that's a huge, huge um, part of what keeps us in our comfort zones. And I think we should reflect. I think we should uh, definitely look in a mirror and, and ask ourselves, what are we doing with our time? What are we doing with our days? And, and see if that enjoyment of worldliness is really something that's keeping us uh, in our comfort zones. So what, what do we do with these things, right? Like, obviously, I just kind of gave you three main things that I, I see as what's keeping us in our comfort zones. But um, I will say you do not have the power to overcome these things uh, without Christ. Christ and the gospel is what's going to empower you to to not fear the response and to not fear um, a lack of knowledge and experience and and what's going to empower you to, you know, shift your enjoyment of worldliness to just an enjoyment of Christ. Um, it's all his work that's going to do that. And how is he going to empower you? Like, how, how is he going to give you the strength to do that? We've talked about it on this podcast before, like, you need to ask, you know, like go to him in prayer, ask God to empower you for these things, ask him to give you opportunities to leave your comfort zone. And then just, just rely on the gospel. The most encouraging thing we can look at in order to give ourselves the strength to, uh, leave our comfort zones is to look at the example of Christ. He sat on the throne in the heavens next to God, the father and he left that throne to come down to earth among sinners. He left his comfort. You know, he, he left his comfort zone and came down to be among sinners, 
to um, ultimately get tortured, crucified, and die for sinners. And his sacrifice allows us to have a relationship with the Lord. He was risen from the dead and and elevated uh, to heaven, and and we can forever look at that as an example of leaving our comfort zone for the sake of of God's plan, you know. And I just like want to say like there is so much enjoyment and peace that can come out of doing this. Um, it's not all negative. It's not all just hard. Like it is definitely difficult. But man, when we get out of our comfort zones. We are just putting ourselves in a place where we're looking to God for sustainment. God is always sustaining us, and we kind of trick ourselves and make us think that we're we're taking care of ourselves, but in reality, God is always sustaining us. Um, but when we get out of our comfort zones, we really are just looking to Him and not relying on ourselves. Uh, I think this also presents an opportunity to plant seeds by getting out of your comfort zone, and so people can come to faith, but man, this just really gives us an opportunity to build trust and grow our own relationship with the Lord. Like maybe God's calling you to do something and, and that's the ultimate goal of what you feel like he's calling you to do is gonna share the gospel with someone. Like, that's great. Like, you know, that's a seed planted for uh, his namesake, but man, that's going to help you out too. Like it's going to grow your dependence on him and it's going to grow your love for him as he provides for you. Um, yeah. So I hope this is encouraging for you guys. Again, this is something I struggle with. This is something I need to return to the gospel daily in order to be empowered to do this because man, I love my comfort zone too. And, um, we need to come together as the body of Christ, as fellow believers, um, whether you're in the military or not, and encourage one another, you know, to get out of our comfort zones because that's where uh, God's really going to do a lot of work. And what an honor that the God of the universe will use us, you know, like we we don't have to sit in our comfort zones. We can get out of them with his help and, and he's going to use us to further his kingdom. So I hope that you guys can go throughout your week and reflect on that and be encouraged. And uh, yeah, just go be bold, guys. I love you guys. I hope you guys have a good week, and I will see you next week.